Hello and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists who are committed to planetary purpose, or in other words, a holistic vision for planet Earth. My name is Julian Guderlai, and in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Garrett Atkins. Garrett is the CMO and partner at Superhero Academy, empowering and encouraging all individuals to express their unique gifts into the world. Garrett is the logistical and marketing mastermind behind massive online reach and virality. He's a digital storyteller focusing on impact storytelling. Chances are content he has had his hands on showed up on your timeline from his experience with bigger influencers like Prince EA, Brandon Kane, Aubrey Marquez, Goldcast, Collective Evolution. I see he's blushing already. He has reached millions and reaching millions is a blessing, but it can take years to harness the right relationships and honestly, it's not necessary for most creators. And that's what we're going to talk about today with these words. And without any further ado, welcome to the show, Garrett. Thank you so much for having me. It's an amazing entrance. Yeah, you deserve it, brother. I, 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 I love you, you know, and I love your work. And I think um, people need to hear more about it, uh, what impact storytelling is. So tell us about this superpower of yours. Yeah, so I describe myself as a digital storyteller, and that is basically crafting messages that I, I see are making a positive impact in the world and the quote unquote making the world a better place. So when it comes to myself working on a project, working with an individual, working with an organization, it's can, do I see that person actually having a positive ripple of impact on the world around us? Typically that's environmental um, or self-development, spirituality, um, it could be in these different lanes really, but uh, pretty much taking their story, dissecting it, crafting it, building it into an engaging piece of content, launching it out to the interwebs, which we all have access to, and really partnering with networks and partners that have massive reach and really kind of lifting these messages off uh, the ramp of virality and really focusing more on the emotional touch that video and story can have when it comes to really relating with other individuals and taking a different spin to, to typical marketing that we're not just focused on conversions, our, our KPI or those, those people that are in business key performance indicator, what we're really trying to do at the end of the day is not just convert, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's what really lights me up is not a certain amount of likes or um, uh, reach, those are definitely great numbers, but what really excites me whenever I receive a, a private message from somebody saying, hey, because of this video, because of this piece of content, I, I bought a reusable, uh, reusable water bottle and now because of that, they're saving tons of plastics that otherwise would end up in landfills. So it's really being able to use this, this superpower and this art that's been, uh, that's been used by large organizations for years and really bringing it back to um, the amazing lessons that I can teach because when it comes to story, it's, it's our, our oldest form of communication and spreading culture. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, we're sitting around the fire. Uh, we knew which, which plant not to eat, which plant to eat, which plant would uh, give us uh, psychedelic visions. The, these were all pretty much communicated through story and through examples uh, to really spread culture and, and move it in a powerful way. So taking a look at that and really using uh, the, my, my weapon of choice, which is a camera and words in, in the digital space, and really finding um, uh, intimate ways to, to craft these messages and to connect visions and bring awareness and uh, not only spark the awareness, but also help guide what that, what that next action step can be. Because it's not always just about the problem, the problem and bring awareness to it. The first step to change is awareness. You have to know about the, the problem at hand. You have to know that there's a solution out there. And then also providing those, those steps that people can take to, to make that positive impact. And knowing that if we're all 
switching to reusable uh, uh, bottles, if we're all like taking these micro steps, then uh, we're all playing a, a piece in the, the machine for, for making the world a better place. And uh, hopefully, and it seems like we are getting closer and closer to that tipping point on these fronts where enough people are, are really making sustainability sexy and making it cool and, and saying no to plastic straws when they come to us in restaurants. And it's really gonna shift that perspective and really shift culture. So we are living in a more sustainable, healthy, connected world is, is my vision, and mm. is what I try to bring through the, the opportunity and the gifts that I have both on a content creation front and also just the amazing connections with influencers and large accounts that I've created to really make sure that we're working together and not separate and that we can go a lot, a lot further together than, than apart. I like it. I like it, man. I think no matter how people listening can, you know, relate to the plastic straw example or the water bottle example, there are so many different examples of how small, uh, pieces of awareness or something you've watched on the news or on your Facebook stream on your Instagram or even just heard about in a told story have influenced your behavior right and there are so many moments when things influence our behavior for the worse and then there are so many moments that actually ripple an impact into our reality and you just use that wording right a ripple of impact and that's ROI which is I mean classically known as return on investment and I love that you and the superhero academy really have coined that phrase like double ROI or ROI squared of like hitting the business goals, reach, conversion, sales, etc. But also making sure that beyond us being amazing entrepreneurs, we're you know taking our social responsibility serious and and continue to tell not just good stories. We all like good stories, but also stories that are kind of in line and in, in alignment with our our social values. For sure. And that, that part of the actual making it uh, not only sustainable on an environmental level and a political level and a social level, but also on a uh, financial level as well. So even when we look at eco villages and stuff, some of the, some of the problems that, that face and, and some of these solutions uh, get, get clogged down because they, they rely on just donations or they rely on just um, uh, government subsidies. But if we're able to create both a sustainable business that we're self-sufficient, then that really provides the, uh, the power because economics and when it comes to dollar that is it is a form of uh, power and fuel to really push ideas forward and if we're able to align both a a productive machine with when it comes to the financial aspect and also aligning with the social good then we can really uh, improve and uh, make impact and make sure that we're uh, able to survive and also use the 30 40 50 60 hours a week that we're working on on impact-based projects so there's these different ways i mean we can we we vote every once every four years and there's definitely a lot of different things or even more than that i would say but um we, we vote that often and there's the change that can be done on a political level but there's also the the startup uh culture and the small business uh, revolution and, and and what that can actually do on an impact level is extraordinary it can really speed up the process so hmm. the, the one is not more powerful than the other but if we can move it forward on a uh, technology front move it forward on a political front, move it forward on a uh, business front, then we can work in harmony to, to really increase that change. Really cool. Let me ask you a question there because I feel like a lot of people when it comes to social media or just like the new stream that's coming at us and there's many reasons for it, but a lot of people experience like mistrust or fear of what they're taking in or fake news or political agendas or Cambridge Analytica level manipulation. 
What does it take for you, Garrett? You're an expert in the field. What does it take for you to trust a message? Like, how does that process go and what could you share with people? Yeah, when I'm working with an organization, I do a lot of research and make sure that they're um, actually aligned with that message. And I've done a lot of research myself when it comes to uh, some of these, some of these uh, challenges and some of these solutions. So I spend a lot of my time just researching this as well. So I'm able to see kind of which messages I want to push forward and which ones I want to bring to life and um, really hope that they are, they are making that impact in that way. And it's also a, a personal responsibility. And one of the biggest things that I advocate for is for individuals to do social media audits often like understanding what they're consuming in and social media is an amazing tool and we can use it to improve our lives to spread messages or we can really get caught up in just an endless scroll and spend hours and hours of the day just actually not really consuming um consuming content that is more fear-based or just a bunch of memes that say it's five o'clock somewhere so really just taking that time to to build up what we are consuming in and to take back um that that, that value and that asset that we have, which is time and what we're deciding to consume, is something that I, I recommend people do often, whether it's a follow audit uh, and just like seeing what, what they're consuming and really being mindful of it. I've been using my screen time uh, application on my iPhone and being mindful of that and setting limits on these different social media channels has been massively um, uh, helpful and productive for me the past month. So I think it's it's and it can be very. I don't have like the best answer when it comes to how to exactly uh, siphon through all of the social media sphere. There's so many different articles coming out. There's so many different um, uh, resources, and it's easy to get caught into the uh, algorithms of them always trying to get the next scroll, always trying to get the next uh, consumption. So, I think it's more so about of the the process of journaling the process of taking uh once a month or every two months to understand like what you want to consume the impact you want to make and then taking productive steps to um share that message to so consume you, that message and to um, help create those messages yeah so you're basically you're basically saying in order to trust you want to really continuously check in with your own awareness your awareness yes. of what what you're consuming what you're putting out there who you're trusting in the first place. Interesting. Because that, that goes beyond social media, I would say, right? I mean, that, that could go for the random stranger you're meeting. You, you always have the choice to trust, to lean in, to connect, or the, the choice to walk away. And um, I very much relate. Like it does, it does go back to my awareness of the entire situation, of myself, of my energy level. So yeah, that's a good habit. I just saw you post about cleaning out one's own spam folder, or yeah. one's own uh, mail subscriptions, right? Because um, we, a lot of us know that problem. You have an email address and it's a, your dear email address you've had for years. But then when you look at the e emails in your inbox, what's actually in there? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, really, wait, so I, what you're speaking about is a tool that I just found called unroll.me. And I was trying to clean up my, my inbox for some time. And every time I'd see a new newsletter come in that I didn't want to follow anymore, I would just manually go in there and take a minute, two minutes, and those, those add up. And I was still making very little progress because I've had this email for a while. And I'm, a, I'm an online marketer as well. So I'm always throwing myself into funnels and situations to learn from people and to, oh, to nice. consume that content. But I use this tool and within four minutes, I was able to clear up like 60 to 100 subscriptions within four minutes and yeah it's 
another another productivity hack that I use is something called Pomodoro method, which is basically a 25 minute um, work sessions. So you have a very clear vision. You turn on the clock. You uh, just focus on that one task at hand, and then at the end of 25 minutes, uh, it gives you a five minute break to refresh, meditate, go stretch your legs or something like that, and then you get back into it. So it's helped a lot with productivity. The Screen Time app, uh, which actually like really looking at the hard data of, wow, I'm actually picking up my phone 200 times a day, or I'm actually spending three hours on uh, social media a day. So that, and like what I was saying earlier, awareness is the first step. So when you're able to use these tools and able to actually compile them with, with what we want, once we're clear with how we want to spend our time, um, social media is a great tool, but it's definitely not everything. So we want to make sure that it controls our whole life, that we have time to actually schedule in. Uh, time to to build relationships, spend time with our loved ones, make sure that we're staying active, um, uh, meditating, uh, doing yoga, working out, whatever you're really into. And there's these tools that that can help us out. And when it comes to that that that, that focus, and that's big a big thing that I've been geeking out with is all the different tools I can use to keep me focused, uh, keep me productive, keep me creative as I'm uh, working in the sphere and I'm on my computer a lot so it's easy for me to fall into uh, a scroll and now I'm at a point where I only check Facebook Facebook's feed on my phone and I actually use something called newsfeed eradicator on my um, eradicator on my uh, Google Chrome so whenever I go to Facebook it just has like an inspiring quote at the top and it's always changing and it, like those those micro ones of going there and wanting to do a specific activity working in this field would in me would compound into one, five, 10 minutes where I just start scrolling. And that adds up to hours, days at the end of the year. So always looking for different ways that I can be aware of how I'm spending my time and just asking myself that quick question consistently and being curious on what tools can actually help me in that way. So instead of seeing uh, an update from a friend that I haven't talked to and since pass a note in uh, ninth grade together uh, about what they're up to or where they're, uh, drinking a beer at I just see like a Tyler Durden fight club inspirational meme and then I get in there and do my do my thing and then get back into the creation on some Google Doc or get back into uh, editing very cool I think this is a very real life uh, hack right um, how often do you listening experience that that you go into Instagram or Facebook with a clear intent I'm going to message this person I'm going to really quick look this up and then like five to 10 minutes later, you're like, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah. Oh, it's right. a, oh wow. It's a between content creation and content uh, consumption. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, on there's, there's lots of uh, negativity we could go into about Facebook and the way its algorithms work. But on the positive side of this, I feel it's also like a quite, um, quite the benchmark of like purposeful design. If you just look at it from Facebook's, purpose to keep you kind of like trapped and connected to the timeline that's been designed really well to how our brains work to how our uh, you know subconscious cravings work so design can move mountains yeah yeah it's i mean they have the top engineers and uh, psychologists working at these companies to keep your attention and i think that we're 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 i'm, I'm surprised that we haven't had the influencer in this space really build up their brand on the digital detox yet but i think that we're a year or two away from the the tim ferris four-hour workweek version of somebody making a very uh, popularized self-help book when it comes to 
how our interaction with social media looks because it's very new and I'm curious what it'll do to the younger generations and um, like how we can create that healthy balance with this with this with this drug with this tool that has the, the potential to really kind of keep yeah, you really potential hooked. to social so, impact potential to change the world because we can all talk to each other potential to help us showcase anything that's happening in the world within minutes or we could just get lost in our different opinions and uh, preferences and memes and so forth. Gary, let's switch a little bit here into a, a bit more private part of this interview. I'd love to know a little bit more about you and get people to know about, about yourself a bit more. I know you have a, a very cool story about how you ended up with Superhero Academy, kind of booking a flight on a whim to, to Costa Rica. Can you, can you elaborate a bit? Yeah, definitely. So, Like where my... were you before and then what happened? Exactly. Yeah. So I grew up in West Virginia, had lived there for 21 years. Whenever I was 16, I received a, a link to a website called High Existence, which was about self-development. Um, it's only about this guy named Alan Watts, who I'm like now a big fan of. And a lot of people that are listening, I'm sure, are familiar with Alan Watts. It just kind of really opened my eyes to uh, self-development space and really just like using the internet as a tool for uh, spreading of ideas and a community building, which was really interesting to me. And uh, from that point, I learned about the Hala Movement, which was a, an, a farm right outside of Montreal, where I'm currently located in the city, but it's, it's outside of the city and was really focused on permaculture and was a big media outlet for sustainability. So consuming all the content from High Existence, the Hala Movement, uh, I was aware of uh, the crew up here in Montreal and uh, the founder of Super Academy, which is uh, Mark Angelo Coppola, which we're both uh, really close with and good friends with. Um, but I had been building businesses and I was trying to Get, I was getting through high school. I stayed in the same town to go to university, got through as quick as I could, and was always playing with the idea of creating content. I started so many different projects. I was importing stuff from China to sell on eBay. I was just like trying to create this life where I could spread uh, awareness and also be my own boss and really just continue to scratch that entrepreneurial uh, that bug that a lot of people have. And whenever I turned, I was one month away from graduating and um, I was like, I still haven't started traveling yet. I still haven't found a way to like crack the code of being able to continuously make income, but also do so on the road and do so digitally. So I was like, I, I mean, there's not, all the pieces aren't gonna be laid up perfectly. And it took an inspiring conversation and six, seven, eight, nine beers. And at 2 a.m. I bought a plane ticket to Costa Rica and woke up the next morning and it was confirmed. And within a couple of weeks, I was on a plane to Costa Rica for two months, completely by myself, first time, uh, in, a, in a different country that I didn't speak the language and like really my first larger trip I was completely by myself didn't have phone service whenever I was uh, whenever I was jumping around really relying on the, the the goodness of other people and just just kind of like leaning and becoming the serendipity factor the example of yeah like being a small fish in a, a big pond once again mm. and that led to just so much growth and so much excitement and from there, I went to, I, I got back and I'd already had my next travels planned. I went out to New Mexico and worked with an organization called Earthship Biotecture. With Earthships are beautifully designed, off the grid, sustainable architecture, and was able to live out there for four weeks and uh, did an internship with them. Uh, and it was just kind of like this, this, it was like, what's next? So I worked at a ski resort for a little bit. What's next? Cool. I, I saw that they were looking for a social media manager to come up and work with the Hala Movement and the new project, Superhero Academy, that was just started. Uh, from Mark. So I came up and did a mentorship and went back home. <clears throat> the girl I was seeing at the time had just left for Europe after a couple of days. I was like, I don't really want to hang out here anyway. So I'm going to go back up to Montreal, 
spent another month there and just really kind of threw myself in the ability to uh, really master this skill of social media content creation uh, and distribution online with this crew up here. And whenever I kind of like confirmed that this was something that I'm interested in, I decided to commit myself to um, really building with this group of people for three years. And between like whatever was gonna happen, thick and thin, whatever challenges were gonna arise, I was gonna really see what we could accomplish uh, with this organization and with this crew of people. And we just hit the three, I hit the three year mark uh, in April of this past year. So it's been about three and a half years that I've been like closely working with this organization and uh, excited to see like how much growth I've had in the process. So it's a level of, uh, it's a story of trust, getting outside of your comfort zone, uh, and also uh, commitment to a process, commitment to a process that wasn't uh, always laid out before me, and totally. getting very comfortable in the uncomfortable, and understanding different ways that I can continue to push myself in that way. For so those that, of you watching this on um, a video version, not just the audio, Garrett's smile just grew bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as he was telling the story. <laughs> and he's ended it with this like trust in the like or the uncomfortable process of, of not knowing what's next, right? And I think this is something a lot of people are facing in their life. A lot of people I work with, a lot of my clients, a lot of people I, even I interview, they come up with the same kind of notion. There is this moment in your life when you realize you don't really know what's next. And in some way, shape, or form, you trust, you lean in, you, you face the problem forward. You don't hang out in, you know, like the analysis of it backward. You just lean in and, 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 and show up. Yeah. And I mean, I think any, any lane that we go in with in life, there's a certain level of uh, uncertainty. There's different degrees of it. And what I've noticed is that the more I'm able to push myself into that uncomfort zone on, on things that I know are going to uh, better me or push me uh, that's where the the true magic happens whenever it's going to uh, a mentorship that I wanted to go to or going to an event that I'm a little bit nervous about or being uh, asked to speak on stage at Invision, Invision Festival two years in a row I mean whenever I was in university I have a story where I was uh, I didn't prepare for my first speech when I went to university and I went up to the front of the class and I was like oh shit I actually have no idea what I'm going to say at this exact moment and my leg was shaking so nervously that the projector on the top of the class was shaking in my projection. <laughs> and I, I like, like butchered a couple words. And so that, that, that fright of public speaking was something that I've been consistently overcoming. And I still even get a little nerve whenever I step up there. But uh, now I feel a lot more confident to speak on stage. And I'm excited to get to push where I can really take uh, my capacity as a educator as a creator uh as with my health these are all fun challenges and the, the, the short amount of time that we have on this planet to really see how we can uh, push ourselves in that way uh and also to enjoy the process as well so there's got to be that that good that, that nice balance of uh having patience and also the desire to uh patience and, and love for yourself and uh, but also to continuously push yourself outside of your comfort zone more and more to see what can be achieved. Thanks for, for sharing that and distilling that out of your kind of your journey with, with superhero Academy there and, and how that all started, started out. Um, let me ask you another quite personal question and take us to one of your highlights, maybe, you know, like one of the more conscious, conscious highlights here. Can you take us back to one of your first psychedelic experiences and how that impacted your life and, and, and why it impacted your life? 
Yeah. First time, so the first time I spoke about this uh, publicly, uh, but the first time I uh, consumed mushrooms, uh, just about to graduate from high school. And it's what it really showed me a beautiful night, walked around, uh, went to the park, just did just like typical, uh, kind of just like adventurous things, just kind of speaking around with uh, one of my friends that was also consuming for the first time as well. And just having like very interesting uh, conversations and also just like laughing our asses off as well. And um, just, just to and clarify, it, so you're set in setting, there was like the intention to explore with a friend and exactly. you explored alone. There's no, no party involved. No. There was one other person in, involved with it and, um, we decided to like see what this was all about, and um, and, and if I, we like were both like very intellectually like had a, a great relationship where we would it it was very it was very productive and healthy uh, friendship where we would push each other this ways to learn and, and to read and to send each other um, different articles to to really learn about self development and, and um, yeah. these different these different things, but the major takeaway that I took from it was whenever I was walking around, I was just looking at the world and my different perspective on how I would see things shifted massively where it taught me that even though, even it depends on the, depending on the whole life experience that each person has, the way that they look at the world completely, the way that the, that impact it has on their life completely changed their whole perspective on the world. So it taught me a different level of like empathy. It kind of shook up my own constraints of what I thought was true, what I, um, how I typically approached the world, shook that up a little bit and had me understand a little bit more how all these different experiences and how our mindsets and how our past um, lifestyle and our, our lifestyle can create a certain perception on the world. So I think it just made me a lot more understanding on the impact that um, our life journey, each of our individual life journeys has on how we see the world. So to be more patient with other people, to be more patient mm -hmm. with myself and to be more understanding uh, with that and to also challenge it. And uh, so it's, it's really, I'd say that the main thing was just a, a lesson in empathy and a lesson in uh, different perspectives. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Let me ask you some rapid fire questions before I have uh, two more questions for you. Sure. Okay. Um, what do you prefer, ocean water or lake water? Lake water. Meat or veggies? Veggies. Veggies. Been a vegetarian for uh, for close to two and a half years now. I'll eat it occasionally. It's the best gift I can give somebody that that like smokes a piece of meat, and I like will taste a little bit. It's like the best gift I can give them. They're like, oh, you really tried that? I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm more of a veggie guy. Some fish. Water or kombucha? Oof. Both. <laughs> but water. That's, that's water. Good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> water. I need that. Need that. But uh, I definitely think you, lo you love them both. Cannabis or alcohol? Uh, alcohol for sure. I like to have a nice. I like to. Have, I like to have a cold beer. More of a cold beer than a than a cannabis consumer. Jungle or desert? I've never been to the desert. I mean, I've been to New Mexico, but I've never been uh, to like California desert or to Nevada desert, but I hear like Joshua Tree, I've, I've heard amazing things. I'd love to check it out. So, but for now it's a uh, jungle. For now it's the jungle. Garrett, what is happiness to you? Somebody said this the other day, they were, happiness is 
doing what you love or doing what you want without beating yourself up. I think it's a level of like contentment and um, acceptance of self. Hmm. Beautiful. How does that feel when you feel that? It felt, yeah, it felt, uh, felt good. It felt like uh, something just lifted, lifted off me even whenever I was saying it. Nice. nice. So I'm, I'm definitely somebody who can be really in his mind. Uh, a lot of people are. And uh, taking that time, just be like, yeah, you got this. Just enjoy the process. You're doing what you can. You're doing the best you can. Just uh, be, be great, grateful. Well, Garrett, my last question for you, and you, you might have known that this is coming. You know, this podcast is about exploring the holistic visions people have for the planet. It's one of my goals to create some kind of a, you know, microcosm around visions for this earth, and then maybe even a bigger um, collective vision at some point that, that, you know, we can, we can get leaders of the world to sign, to share, how, spread, however you see it. So my question for you is, if you were to go beyond your own lifetime here and you just imagine for a second, what do you think becomes possible in the humanity that, you know, goes beyond this current difficulty, like for the next seven generations, like what is your earth vision for the next 200 years? I think it's the ability for people to, understand what they love and their unique gifts and be able to bring that to the world if they want to, but have freedom to not if they want to as well. So a level of freedom uh, and a level of abundance. And uh, I definitely <clears throat> don't believe that there is such thing as like a perfect world or um, that everything is perfect. I, I actually like the ability to, uh, the adversity of even come like overcoming challenges when it comes to like physical fitness or problem solving. I, it, the perfect world doesn't involve zero challenges at all. I think the, the perfect world allows for people to focus on the right challenges, the challenges of uh, self-development, of community building, of um, relationship building, of connection with earth and planting and um, really experiencing the wonders that are out there on a, on a natural level as well. When it comes to just like going into the, the forest and not just hiking in and hiking out with in and out as quick as you can, but really just like being able to slow down and to, and to really feel um, loved and accepted by others and uh, by, the, by the world at large and, and feel um, very welcomed in this space. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely have the visions of want to see uh, it be a, a greener place. It's one of my bigger missions is to help bring awareness and help lead charge on an environmental front. But I think it's really about providing the abundance in the space for each person to uh, explore and do what they love or relax. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. I'm not going to force anybody to do, to do it. But there should be that freedom for exploration and the encouragement of exploration of uh, art and impact. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. There is this Albert Einstein quote about imagination. It's called, imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. So even by just imagining here together for a little bit, you know, 
it, it might be a preview of last coming attractions. Gary, thank you so much for your time here and for spending um, this half hour with me, answering some questions, talking about your psychedelic experiences, about your social impact experiences, about how life has kind of put you under this serendipitous trajectory. Is there anything else you would love to share, or any call to action, anywhere people can look you up? Anything else that you'd love to add? I'll leave on the fact that I truly believe in taking the time to audit how you're spending your time and um, really being proactive with that. And even asking yourself the same questions that you asked me uh, just a second ago when it came to envisioning uh, the world that we know is possible or envisioning the life that we want to create. Yeah. Uh, be easy on yourself on that process, but also it's very, one hour of not consuming Netflix and journaling and really just meditating on what you want and what you're striving for is extremely powerful. I'm a, I'm a big fan of just the word foundations and what foundations represent. So we're able to know. Is, is, that, is that a dare? Anybody who's watching this or listening to this, Garrett dares you to not watch an hour of Netflix, but spend one hour journaling? Do it. Do it. That's a, that's a dare. It's a challenge. Let me know if you, let me know if you complete that challenge. And uh, yeah, I think that the best ways to keep in touch is to follow me on Instagram at, at Grateful Garrett or just find me on Facebook. And the, one of the, the greatest abilities of our time is the um is the access we have with anybody that is still living on this planet that if somebody is out there that inspires you within five minutes you can find their social network you can find their website you can find a way of communication will everybody respond to you probably not but exact but you'll be surprised who does and uh, not to go from a place of like asking 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 but it can be a simple uh, word of encouragement or a simple offer of value in that way so if anybody was inspired by this conversation and just wants to say hello, wants to ask an extra question, then that's, then, then by all means do that. That's, I credit that a lot to where I'm at today is by the ability to not be afraid to reach out, to not be uh, afraid to use the power of the internet to connect with people that inspire me. Awesome. Garrett, always amazing to spend time with you. Thank you so much for this interview and your time. Thank you, brother. Thank you. that's that another episode of green planet blue planet podcast i hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights knowledge and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life into your relationships or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world because this is a movement and we're all part of it very much so and we're in this together we're here to create a world of a triple bottom line where you win i win and the entire planet wins we're raising consciousness together and you know that. That's why you're listening. That's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Invite a friend to listen to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion. Definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com, the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you. Free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration.
And after more than 100 episodes now, with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, then I would love to hear from you and I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships because getting all of the juice, all of that life force that's in you out into the world is something you deserve and the entire world around us deserves. Also, I work with people who are entirely new to this, to the topic of planetary purpose or the topic of meditation, the topic of inside evolution and revolution. And if that's you and you're ready to step out of the ordinary and into creation, or if you know someone who is totally ready for that, make sure to check out the website or share the website. And you can also always shoot me a message on Instagram. I'll definitely read it and get back to you. Because, like, guys, this is real life. Let's be in touch and let's create this together. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host, both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments, and I'm happy to tell you more. So simply inform yourself and stay connected, because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in. Connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you and until soon. 